When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. The Washington Post, one of their premier columnists said yesterday, as we discussed, hey, Joe Biden, you shouldn't run in 2024. You need to make the decision in the next 30 days. CNN, by the way, Buck, is reporting that Joe Biden is planning a big address on, what do you think, threats to democracy. He's planning another big speech on threats to democracy. I mean, there it's Joe Biden. There are a lot of ways that could have gone. You know, the threat of yeah. pickles falling from the sky <laughs> or, you know, finding a chicken and a fox on top of the roof at the same time. You never know what Joe Biden's going to say. Well, just for everybody out there who thinks they probably have already, you know, like squeezed every possible bit of political benefit out of January 6th, CNN is reporting Biden planning speech on threats to democracy in coming weeks, sources say, um, and the opening paragraph of this from CNN, just so you know, because we were talking about this last hour and I was like, oh, this is, you know, crazy. President Joe Biden plans, this is the opening of the article, President Joe Biden plans to deliver a speech focused on threats to democracy. Democratic donors gathered in Chicago for a fundraising retreat learned of the plans Wednesday. Uh, Biden plans to deliver the speech following the second Republican primary debate. Uh, one venue under consideration for the speech is the McCain Institute. Uh, and uh, he is going to, remember, he went to Independence Hall, which I think is the one you talked about in Philadelphia, where it was backlit, all the red. I think that was Independence Hall. Uh, and he also did one in D.C. He also traveled down to Georgia and said that basically the Civil War was still going on and uh, that the change in the voting bill in Georgia was the equivalent of Jim Eagle, far worse than Jim Crow. So I just think it's important for everybody out there to understand that the Biden-Harris regime is not going to do anything different. They're going to continue the same message that they tried to sell in 2022, which is Trump is a dictator 
and American democracy will end if he ends up in power. I, you know, it's, I, I feel like there's no upside maybe in, in saying this, but the Trump team, some of whom listen to this show, um, they need to be prepared for the fact that I already know what the ads are going to be against Trump from Biden. Yeah. And there's a lot of exuberance right now among, uh, the Trump, I'm talking about faithful from the campaign that they have, and I think everybody would admit this. I mean, they have absolutely so far completely crushed the Republican primary competition in a way that, I, you know, it's just you, no it's one, undeniable. no one foresaw happening. I don't even think Un- undeniable. Nobody was saying this was like, I think people thought Trump would be up 15 points. Trump might maybe be up 20. I mean, Trump up, you know, 40, 50, 60 points, whatever, whatever it is. No one saw this coming. Okay. That's the Republican primary. He's a former president. People stay with him. People want to see him back in power on the right. How does all of this play in a, on the Democrat side of things? The ads they are going to run against Trump are very apparent. They are very easy, and they are made for a media-saturation environment. It's going to be Jan 6. It's going to be Trump statements. It's going to be, uh, you know, I think they're going to make ads of people who got prison sentences for January 6 who say that Trump abandoned them. For example, I mean, you've already started to see the media pick up on those stories, meaning Jan 6 defendants. Uh, so that's their, you know, the reelection campaign for Biden is going to be all that, you know, as well as, you know, to your point, Clay, it'll be, you know, different states, they'll tailor it, bit of abortion rights here, you know, a little class warfare there. And there'll be some variations on this, but the primary theme will be Joe Biden is a steady custodian of democracy against a lunatic unreliable, dictatorial, dictatorial, blah, blah, Trump is Hitler. Um, but those ads, we need to have a response or at least need to have an effective enough line of attack against Biden that it neutralizes the effect that they're going to hope those ads have, not on me, not on you, not on this audience, but on people in six swing states. That's the whole, that's the whole thing. Okay, so Biden, um, I just want to give you the background, what he's planning according to CNN. Uh, yesterday, we talked about the uh, column saying he shouldn't run as also an attack on Kamala. Because if you really thought that Joe Biden had done a great job and Kamala Harris had worked alongside of him and done a good job too, yeah, Democrats wouldn't be that panicked. They would say, okay, we're just, because I think, Buck, would you agree with me? No one expected that in the fall of 2023, and I'm counting it as fall, even though we're not quite officially to fall, right? That in the fall of 2023, we would be sitting here expecting Joe Biden to run again. I think if you had been in, you know, like January of 2020, if we'd been doing the show, we would have said, he's going to hand the baton to Kamala. 2024 will be all about Kamala. Think about how seamless that would be. That yes. would make, that makes perfect sense. That's actually. The situation that I think the Democrats were were prepared for the, the whole time, the problem that they've run into is that just like, you know, we were talking about no one expected Trump was going to be able to blow out his competition this much this quickly in the primary. Um, I don't think anyone on the Democrat side expected that Kamala Harris would, with Democrats, have such a deficit. That, that she would, she's a vice president, Clay. It's a ceremony. In fact, wait, can we, can we do some of the Pelosi? Let, let's get into yeah, some. Yeah, we've got this, the right? audio. So Let, let's get some of this going here. Cause she's pushed on this a little bit for this is, uh, Anderson Cooper is apparently still doing a show. Anderson Cooper is, uh, talking to Kamala Harris here 
I'm sorry, talking to Nancy Pelosi and asks her about whether Kamala Harris is the best choice. Play 12. Is Vice President President Kamala Harris the best running mate for this president? He thinks so, and that's what matters. Do you think she is the best running mate, though? She's the vice president of the United States. So people say to me, well, why isn't she doing this or that? I said, because she's the vice president. That's the job description. You don't do that much. Can I I just point point out? That is, like, very nasty from Nancy Pelosi. Well, but it is somewhat true. But think about that, right? They thought that Kamala would be perfect because they elevated her for diversity and inclusion politics purposes beyond the rest of the field. There were more popular other Democrats, right? I'm, I'm now speaking, if, if, if I'm putting my Democrat strategist hat on, so to speak, they thought Kamala brings youth, she brings females, she brings minority all to the ticket, you know, rel- rel- youth, relatively speaking, for a politician. Um, and they thought that that would be good enough because she doesn't really have to do anything. What's remarkable is that even in a role where she was expected to not do very much, she has been a failure among her own party. You know what, you know what I mean? This is yeah, like, but, but Buck, I mean, this is like pretty nasty by Nancy Pelosi. Can we play this audio again? That's a very easy question to answer. Do oh, you, you mean the first she, part of it? Because I'm like, the last part of it, John Adams agreed, like, the, pre- yeah, the vice president's a yeah, job. Yeah, but it's worth a bucket of spit or whatever. But listen to this again. I mean, this is, an e- this is Nancy Pelosi, whatever you think, is not Dianne Feinstein. She's not Joe Biden. Uh, she is able to answer questions candidly. Her brain works. It's an easy question, Buck. If you got asked and you were speaking for Nancy Pelosi, like, uh, Anderson Cooper asked that question. Joe Biden believes she's the right choice, and I do too. It's well, done. Well, imagine if Anderson Cooper asked you or me and said, do you, do you think that Donald Trump could win again and be a good president? And we're like, I mean, I've heard other people say that. Or he thinks so. <laughs> you know? I mean, if that, if our answer yeah. was he thinks so, you would be like, well, that's okay. And then he yeah. follows up and says, no, no, no. Do you think it? Listen to this again, because, and also remember, a lot of these questions. Well, he pushes her again. Do you want to? Yeah, that's what I'm going? saying. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to hear the whole thing. I mean, but I'll, you know this. A lot of these questions that Anderson Cooper decides to ask, there's some sort of budding idea that Nancy well, Pelosi doesn't like Kamala Harris. I, I, that, that I have a theory. Aware. I have a theory about all of this. But let, let's play 13. Listen this is the next time. one where Cooper pushes. What stood out to me, though, certainly was her answer about Kamala Harris. She didn't say yes. She didn't. Well, she said it was Biden's decision. And more importantly, she actually offered like a nugget of defense of Vice President Harris, which is like she is politically astute. And if there's one thing about Nancy Pelosi, she respects wins. Mm -hmm. That's what she always brought to the caucus. That's the energy she brings to things. And she very much said, look, this person can do it. Okay, don't underestimate them. Okay, no, no, sorry, that was actually clean up by. Is that um, that's that's Maggie Haberman, right? That's what it, that's. I think I recognize that voice. Um, that was Anderson Cooper speaking to Haberman about the Pelosi sit down with Cooper. We don't actually have this on the sheet right now, but Cooper went back to Pelosi again in the same exchange and said, "You're like not talking about this. Is that really how you? You know, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's clear she didn't want to get into it, Clay. This." This is my theory. I just want to throw this out there. Maybe yeah. we can get the second part of the Pelosi. Because it's a longer, it's like a 2.30 exchange, and we've got like 18 seconds of it there. But um, this is what I said uh, yesterday or the day before. They, you know, The Ignatius column, this is the, the Democrats who are like, guys, Biden, 
it can't be they're the the apparatus the pelosi's the the top of the of the dnc hierarchy are saying shut up this is what we've got don't try to start some internal you know democrat palace coup i think that's really what you're seeing play out meaning they they're they're trying to hold it from breaking through the it can't be joe we got to do something else which is what ignatius was saying they don't want that to break through yeah, and I think we've got Pelosi responding directly to that column that we talked about yesterday as well. Pelosi is asked, you saw what Ignatius said in his column in the Washington Post. Here's what she said about Biden and whether he should run. Do you think there's any chance he does not continue running? I hope not. I hope not. I mean, this president... David has... Ignatius recently came out saying he, he thinks the former president should not run. Yeah, so that's one. <laughs> that's a good answer, right? Again, I... You can dislike Nancy Pelosi um, and her politics. I, I think her politics are very wrong. She's a very good advocate for her positions. Oh, she's she's ruthless and has wielded power for Democrats very effective and, and you know ga- gathered and wielded power very effectively from the left and done a lot of damage to the country in the process for a long time. But Clay, this is what I mean. If Nancy Pelosi, if they were going to replace Joe, or if there was some plan here. If Nancy Pelosi had gone on Anderson Cooper's show and said, you know, we do have a process in place and we're thinking, you know, if she had left it open, yeah. there would be more momentum. There would be more momentum. Pelosi is laughing at it. One guy's opinion, shut it down. And I, I do think Nancy Pelosi not answering on Kamala Harris, really, because that's an easy question for her. This is not like, hey, what do you think's going on in yeah. – some tiny subset of Ukraine, Russia, where you're like, well, I might not be that informed on it. Do you think he thinks so? Is there, did, when did you, you just, asked a question about yourself and you say somebody else's opinion, that's telling. Yeah. Did, didn't you also raise I, I, the, whether Pelosi and Kamala? I don't think Pelosi likes Kamala Harris. I don't think so either. Yeah. I, I think you alluded to this a, a few moments ago and I was thinking about it. I don't think Pelosi likes Kamala Harris. I'm sure there's Kamala a Harris there's a bit of a well competition between the they're both California politicians. Um, I don't think that Kamala Harris well, is. Let's let's just be honest. Nancy Pelosi is from San Francisco. How did Kamala Harris get her start in politics? By being the mistress of the mayor of San Francisco, uh, Willie Brown. So if you are Nancy Pelosi, you have known Kamala Harris for a long time, and the first time you probably would have been acquainted with her is by finding out that she's the mistress of the mayor of San Francisco. I bet Nancy Pelosi doesn't respect that. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think I think you are correct. Most married women, generally speaking, do not respect the mistress of a married man. Just tossing that out there. there the, the side chick is not typically favorably disposed by the married women. And Nancy Pelosi would have known Kamala Harris for decades before she ever became a national political figure. And I would suspect that Nancy Pelosi is not very well disposed towards Kamala Harris. Plus, she called the president a racist. Like, the fact that Joe Biden even put her on the ticket to me is still This is what I was going to go, where I was going to go. I, I think we, you know, we can always get into this mindset we did a whole bunch of like an analytic training about this back in the CIA days of assuming that your, your opponent always has some plan that was well thought out and maybe there was some problem in the execution. Sometimes people just do stupid things. Yeah. Sometimes even really smart or really astute people do stupid things. The choice of Kamala Harris as VP in retrospect now by Biden and his handlers 
it just seems it just seems like it was a blunder. I mean, I you know what I I, I don't yeah. think I don't think it was well thought out, but then she didn't execute very well. Nobody should have thought she was going to execute well in the role, even if it's a role that's very limited in terms of the obligations and responsibilities. I th- I think what happened is, and again, this would be easy if Biden really liked Kamala Harris. You see this happen all the time with coaches. You retire when they can't name somebody else, so your number two guy gets automatically elevated. If Biden really liked Kamala, he would announce in like June, hey, I'm not going to run in 2024. Kamala's the person. There's nothing else. I think he doesn't like her either. (laughs) I don't think anybody does. Innovation refunds. Busy helping small business owners qualify for a tax refund through the Employee Retention Credit Program or the ERC. If you're a small business owner who had five or more full-time W-2 employees in 2021 or 2020, you may have money available to you through the program. Uh, you know who a small business owner did? Bill Goodman. He has an accounting firm in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. CPA. This guy knows all about the tax code. Even he was baffled by the ERC. And that's why he decided to let Innovation Refunds hook him up as well. They work with an independent network of tax professionals. This is what they do for a living. And they'll evaluate, process your claims. Terms and conditions apply. Go to innovationrefunds.com. You can also call them at 1-843-REFUNDS to see if you qualify. Innovationrefunds.com. 1-843-REFUNDS. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantage income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. 
Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Let's take a little trip down Biden crime memory lane, shall we? Just for a moment here. We're going to be joined by Miranda Devine in the third hour of the program with the absolute latest on this one. It's like the the Biden crime family nemesis by doing, you know, reporting. Um, but this is a flashback to December of 2019 when Biden was pushed on the conflicts of interest of, of, uh, of Hunter. Just, just listen to just the acid tone he uses here, the venom, and then falling back on personal tragedy. Play 10. You know it didn't look good for Hunter Biden to be on that board, even if he did nothing wrong. The optics weren't good. But there were former White House aides of yours who tried to warn you about the potential conflicts of interest. Nobody warned me about a potential conflict of interest. Nobody warned me about that. And at the same time... George Kent... The State Department official yeah, but, testified that but, he raised it to you. No, he and your didn't staff, say to your me. Staff, he did not. To your staff, I, I never, corrected. never heard that once. To your all. staff, and your staff and, told him he has no bandwidth. Well, my son was dying. Members. I guess that's why he said it because my son was on his deathbed. Wow. Look at that. I, you know, you know, because I say that, and it's a serious allegation to say about somebody that they will use personal tragedy in such a brute force political way, such a manipulative way. What Joe Biden's been doing, Clay, his whole political life. That's that, by the way, is from you said it, I think, 2019, 2019. right? Yeah. Um, for Joe Biden to immediately pivot from I didn't know anything about the Burisma conflicts to, well, my son was dying. I mean, that's just gross. Yeah. I mean, it's just gross. And, and by the way, take away what he's talking about. Listen to how much better Biden sounds, even if you disagree with what he's saying interacting in 2019 compared to interacting in 2023 he has deteriorated in a big way that's true that's true you can hear it in his voice you know washington dc is a town of whispers often it's those off the record comments that start to bubble up that turn into real and very important news later on according to former wall street insider and digital currency expert tika tawari We may soon hear about a federal government plan to change our currency system. Think about it. Central bank digital currency, folks. Tika believes that our dollars could, under this system, be converted into digital dollars. There are a lot of publications out there that talk about this. Wall Street Journal earlier this year said that central bank digital currency is coming to a whole bunch of countries. Just a question of when. Well, is it going to come here? Tika thinks so. That's why he's released a video to help you prepare and get ahead of this. 
Go to dollarrecall.com to watch this video, which a lot of people in government don't want you to see right now. Dollarrecall.com, paid for by Palm Beach Research Group. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. As I've said for some time, I read the Washington Post and the New York Times every day, so you do not have to do it yourself. And the interesting evolution that I am seeing, Buck, is the New York Times opinion page is suddenly starting to occasionally have actually interesting opinions rooted in fact that might make the people who read the New York Times a bit uncomfortable. And, Buck, I saw this. I wanted to hit you with it because I couldn't believe I was where I was reading it. This is a Nicholas Kristof editorial in the New York Times today. The one privilege liberals ignore is the headline. And it the, the subheading here is, we can't talk about poverty without addressing the breakdown of marriage and family. And I read this whole thing, and I would actually encourage all of you out there to read this too, because uh, here's a couple of stats that he starts off the column with. Families headed by single mothers are five times as likely to live in poverty as married couple families. Children in single mother homes are less likely to graduate from high school or earn a college degree, more likely to become single parents themselves, perpetuating the cycle. 30% of American children now live with a single parent or with no parent at all. One reason for the sensitivity uh, that he's talking about, people won't talk about it, racial disparities. Single parenting less common in white and Asian households. Only, this this, this stat blew me away, only 38% of black kids live with married parents. 38%. couple of Wait, other this, stats here. Yeah. Okay. I just, this has been known for decades. The, yes. the amount of research, sociological research that has gone into this, it is ironclad. Does he go into the crime stats on this too? I, I didn't read this article. You did, but that's uh, another one where, uh, and, and actually hat tip, uh, Ann Coulter on this one. She brought this forward, um, back in, I think it was her book, uh, her book mugged when she looked at the stat numbers for people of single parent homes and the, Violent crime crossover, as in, if you, not that someone from a single parent home is going to be violent, but if you look at people guilty of violent crimes, the number that come from single parent homes or no parent homes is astronomical. Doesn't surprise me at all. Here's where the, the crux, I'd never seen this data before, Buck. Listen to this. 91% of college educated conservatives agree children are better off if they have married parents. 91% of college-educated conservatives. Only 30% of college-educated liberals agree. They're out of their minds. They're okay. wrong on based on all the data. They're destroying the lives of people who are less fortunate by refusing to look at the obvious reality here. And, you know, Nicholas Kristof, he likes to, yeah, he's sort of right, like an article like this. And, you know, and then we're all supposed to say, He's not going to actually carry the torch on this. He's not going to push this when there's pushback against him. It's once a year he'll write something like this, and then the cowardice will set in. Sorry, I've just, I did, yeah. I, I was on Bill Maher with this guy before. I, I know his whole routine. He's a, he's a, among the, anyway. 
Keep, keep, keep going, Clay. I'm sorry. I get, I, got... I get the argument. I mean, well, he was going to run for governor of Oregon as a Democrat, right? Wasn't he the guy at the New York Times and they found out that he wasn't eligible because he hadn't lived in Oregon long enough? Am yes. I, He's I a dishonest, cringing live is my, is my fundamental. But the point question. here is this is really emblematic. What he points out is 30% of college educated liberals uh, are willing to say children are better off if they have married parents. Only 30%. Yet, those college-educated liberals overwhelmingly get married and have kids. That's what I meant by life. destroying. They're destroying yes. the lives. They, you know, the, the the people who go to who go to you know Oberlin and Brown University and Berkeley and and really any college these days, like for the most part, Amherst is just as bad. I'm not taking shots at those schools that don't apply to the place where I went. I think Vanderbilt's maybe a little more conservative. I don't know. I can't speak to Vanderbilt. I don't but, know what you know, it's like now. Um, but. Uh, but you know, it, I, have you heard this phrase? This is what the University of Virginia, uh, a sociologist, family expert at the University of Virginia named Brad Wilcox. I thought this summed it up really well. He calls those people the liberals who claim that they believe things that are, you know, like the 30% who would say, oh, there's no need to have two-parent households. He says they talk left, walk right. So they send out all the messaging That's to good. the left wing. That's a really good phrase, right? Well, talk this, left, is, walk right. This is the this is the the foundational sin in so many ways of the modern liberal in America today is to espouse policies that they then try to make themselves or are immune from. This was, I mean, yes, perhaps that's best what, evidenced by. Democrats pushing for Obamacare and making sure in Congress and making sure that they wouldn't have to have Obamacare plans or find me a rich, uh, a rich Democrat, um, you know, a Democrat with millions of dollars, which there are far too many of in Congress that have where the income come from. You know, that's a whole other question. Right. But find me a rich Democrat. I'll find you one who sends their kids to private school while pushing everyone else's kids to public schools, including failing public schools who live in not Diverse neighborhoods, while they want to defund police and talk about how it's so important, but they live in a neighborhood where there's very little diversity and very little crime. What's going on with that? Clay, they're frauds because to live under left-wing policies is to immiserate yourself, but to live under policies of the, you know, to live your life as somebody on the right while making others sacrifice for the left, Stalin would be proud. That's the way okay. to do it. Here's a, Christoph doesn't hit this in his piece, but I love that phrase. I want all of you to think about it. Think about the number of people you know who talk left, but walk right. They will spout left wing propaganda, but in their own lives, they make conservative decisions. They get married. They have kids inside of families. Okay. Why would they do that? Part of it is virtue signaling, but I think the biggest reason here, Buck, is that what's the biggest fear? Of a left winger in America today. Um, well, I, I would, you would probably say being called racist, but I actually think being called anti, an anti-trans bigot scares them more these days, but sure. More. Okay. So I would still say it's being called racist. So what they're doing here with all of this commentary is they're trying to protect themselves from accusations of racism. And this goes to the root, I think, fundamental issue that is, is, causes the use of identity politics and everything else. The fear of being called racist has spread to such an extent that even discussing factual accuracies, like this one, Buck, uh, 62% of white kids 
in low poverty areas, they still have fathers present in the homes. What percentage of black kids in low poverty areas have dads in the house? Or low income areas. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you're right. I, I didn't read this article, so I'm guessing the percentage of White Black is 62%. If you're a poor white kid there's and live in a poor neighborhood, there's still a 62% chance that there is a father figure in your home. Same exact half. scenario for black. Half. 4%. Wow. So even if you think about what is the difference, okay, a poor white kid and a poor black kid living in a low-income neighborhood... If you're a poor white kid, there's still a 62% chance that there is a father figure in your home. There's a 4% chance if you're a poor black kid. Okay, that's a factual data. The people who are being victimized by this are, and then the evidence, you well know this, he talks about this, but as well, when you grow up in poverty, you tend to replicate the same kind of situations. You have kids young. Uh, this is why the four things that I've been hammering for a long time, graduate high school, get a job, get married, don't have a kid till you're 25, your poverty rate is zero regardless of your race. People won't talk about these facts, Buck, because they're afraid of the facts leading to them being called racist, which is why these white well, people say, oh, you don't need a two-parent household. What you're saying is true. I do think it's more than that, though, as well. The The modern Democrat left of the last... Six, uh, I'm trying to do the math here. Let's call it last 60 years or so. Their contribution, I'm sorry. Whoa, he's, whoa. No, I'm going to cut you off. We got major breaking news. Hunter Biden oh. indicted on gun charges. Wow. Buck Sexton. Major Biden. blockbuster news. Sorry to cut you off mid, uh, mid, uh, I'm reading. I, I was I about to wax alert. philosophical about the last 70 years <laughs> of the American welfare state and family dissolution. Hunter Biden, so they did indict. Okay, all right, all right. To put the, Do you know, I put get the a stake over on. this? Let's go can, to break. Do I can, get a stake over the indictment? No, not over the indictment. Oh, if he goes to prison. Uh, uh, we'll read, we'll give you the absolute, I'm sorry to cut you off. I know you were going to wax philosophical there, but I was so excited when my news, when I got the news alert on my phone to <laughs> pop up here. This is, you're, you're celebrating so early. They're going to do a plea deal here or Joe's going to step in. Hunter is not going to prison. I, here, here is all I not will happening. say. This judge in Delaware, Norieka, if she doesn't uh, ask, ask questions, I know Clay. this She's would have never happened. the greatest hero in the history of the jurisprudence I, in I love her. I, I get it. I love I get her. It. I want her autograph. Um, I'd like to meet her at some point. She I still has like made the judge possible. that got rid of the mask mandate more, but we'll, we'll see. I let's like her, too. At, I love her, too. Let's look at the details of this. They're my this. two favorites. And let's see what actually happens. An indictment does not mean that there is a trial. It does not mean anyone goes to prison. It does not mean that anything bad happens to them. There are four indictments against Trump, which we talk about a lot, as we know. So we'll get into this. Um, okay, switching gears here, important moment. Uh, let's talk about Tunnel the Towers Foundation. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who's helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundation's in-the-line-of-duty programs honors our nation's heroes and their families. That includes Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America. That includes 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Not to mention there are dozens of golf outings, barbecues, and much more. 
And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. All right, the big breaking news. 
Clay is uh, over there doing some backflips. I don't even know he could do backflips. He's very nimble, very agile uh, fellow. Uh, Hunter Biden indicted on federal gun charges. The indictment this is from NBC News. The indictment against the president's son comes after a plea agreement on tax and gun charges fell apart in July amid a probe of his finances by House Republicans. The two counts are tied to, I guess they, wait, they say it's, uh, let me see. Is it two counts or three counts? Well, they say here two counts are tied to Biden allegedly filing a form that he was not an illegal drug user when he purchased a Colt Cobra in October of 2018. Third count is that he possessed a firearm while using a narcotic. The problem with trying to fight that charge is I think he basically has like video or photos of him with mounds of cocaine waving a gun around with prostitutes. Going to be tough. Going to be tough to convince people. That that's he also not- admitted it in his book that he was drug at. I mean, like he has basically yeah. admitted that he violated these these laws. Now, now here's where, um, here's where this is going to really where the rubber's really going to meet the road. Um, Hunter Biden is. You got a lot of things coming together here. We talked about earlier in the week. I said this with the Ignatius piece. You're going to have to see the snowball effect. It's going to have to be an avalanche. It's going to have to be the movement of many simultaneous pieces. Nancy Pelosi kind of said, no, 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 we're not, we're not doing it. She kind of slapped that down in the last time she was on air, uh, you know, speaking to, uh, CNN. But here we have a moment that creates considerable weakness. For the president politically, if this should go forward and be a problem. Here's how I see this though playing out, Clay. I'm just going to put this out there. Cause right, right now it, I, I understand there's a, there's a lot of riding on this one. Cause if Hunter actually gets prosecuted, taken into court and is facing prison time, um, we'd go back, you know, you, you extended your bet. It didn't happen last year. You said you thought it would happen this year. I said it didn't, definitely didn't happen last year, but you know, I, I thought it wasn't going to happen this year again. Here's what I think they're going to do. Um, they're going to go into negotiations over this. They're going to push the trial back and Joe Biden's going to say, see, the justice system is working. Even my own son faces justice. They're going to turn up the pressure even more on and Donald Trump is not only going to be tried. He should go to prison. And they are going to stay with Biden. That is how I think this still plays out. What are you seeing here right now on this one? Meaning, I don't think Hunter Biden sees the inside of a prison cell because dad's going to pardon him one way or another before that could ever happen. So my initial read on this was that Merrick Garland would need to charge Hunter Biden in order to charge Donald Trump, and that he would argue, in doing so, that people can go back and listen, we said this years ago, that he would say, you're not above the law, whether you're the former president of the United States or the current president's son, the law, there are consequences. Merrick Garland tried to sweetheart deal this thing. Totally. Totally tried to sweetheart deal this thing. They worked it through, and here's what happened. Judge Noriega. Can, can, wait, I, I know you're going to give yeah, the Judge Noriega yeah. high five. Can I just throw this in the clay? Think about this. If you're Hunter and his team, they were yes. inches. I mean, this yes. was diving into the end zone with the football to win the game for them, and they came up two inches short. So a couple of things. One, the House, uh, let's give credit here. People say, okay, what? why does it matter if you win the House or you win the Senate? 
The House developed all of this evidence, including the public testimony of the IRS agents. I think if Shapley and the other guy's name, who I'm forgetting, if they don't come forward and tell the story of the rig job of this uh, of this investigation, then the Department of Justice would not have been humiliated and called out in what is clearly a sweetheart deal that they had put together. So the evidence that was developed by the House allowed this story to get out, and then Judge Noriega read all this, knew all this, saw it, and said, I'm not rubber stamping this deal. To your point, Buck, they expected when they walked into that courtroom that they were free and clear and that Hunter Biden was going to have no consequences. And I said, this is what I argued should happen. If Noriega stood up and said no, that they would need to appoint a special counsel, which is what happened, and now there are charges being filed. And this is important, Buck, because the charges being filed, it ends any concern, at least on these charges, for this running out, right? For the statute of limitations passing and for there not being able to be any charges brought. I will throw this out there. I am not convinced that the fix is not still in. They have filed the indictment. What happens now? What's the negotiation over this? How long does it take? When would the trial be? If I'm Hunter Biden, I either take a plea that is no jail time. Oh, and then I can have my dad pardon me so I can keep my law license, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, or um, I extend it out so that I don't see the courtroom in time for dad to pardon me from the whole thing anyway. Yeah, we got a lot that we need to discuss. Let me also mention this as we go to break to come back and talk about it. The other big aspect here, what's going to happen with the tax charges next? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.